The mainstream media loves to shy away from the simple questions with hard answers that we all need to hear. I'm Byron York from The Byron York Show. Every day on the No Chit Chat Podcast, I bring you the reality of what's going on in our government and around the country. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Folks, stop overpaying and let Recoil Gunworks be your go-to for ammo. This is a great Indiana-based company, and it was actually created in a small basement in 2013. Small Midwest town in their basement, and uh, family-owned, they think like us, and they're really known for over at Recoil Gunworks. They're web-based firearms, ammo, and accessories retailer. They're really known for their police trade-in guns in great shape. They pick them, including the firearms, the lights, the sights, the scopes, tasers, and more. You can buy now, pay later, no interest. And at Recoil Gunworks, they have very, very competitive pricing. Super easy to use website as well. Just visit recoilgunworks.com slash Dana. You can search for whatever you need by caliber, weight, application. You can look for brands like Winchester, Federal. Uh, vast majority of the country, by the way, has no restrictions on receiving ammo and they will note you know they have it all up there very helpfully on their website ammo shipped to your door where legal and they explain that including illinois new jersey and connecticut you need to see the frequently asked questions on that and check the product restrictions page for further state law requirements and restrictions visit recoilgunworks.com slash dana today to get you a full list of products and use code dana to get free shipping on your next order whether you need it in the woods or on the range recoil gunworks gets it there fast and once you make your first order it won't be the last use code dana right now to get free shipping at recoilgunworks.com slash dana have the president's economic advisors told him that the general consensus now is that the american rescue plan has contributed to inflation look Secretary um, Yellen, who is incredibly well-respected, as you know, in the uh, economic space, has spoken to this. So I will leave her words, uh, speak to that, to the, to, to the statement that you just made. Here's the thing. What the president has done, the issues that he has worked on, when you think about Medicare, we think about health care, you think about energy costs, you think about Inflation Reduction Act, uh, you think about the CHIPS Act, they are popular. They are popular with the American people. They understand. The American people understand what these pieces of legislation that, that we have worked so hard to get across the line that are now law is going to change, change the lives of American people. Now, is there work, is there work, work to be done? There's always more work to be done, but we are making Making, we are taking the steps to do that. Again, congressional Republicans, they are doing nothing, absolutely nothing. They want to repeal. They want to take away the advances that we have made. Uh, what advances? advances? I'm trying to figure out what advances she's talking about because the only thing I can see is everybody's broke and there's no gas and energy. Energy is going to be, the cost of energy is going to be so expensive coming up. Like, what is she, like, what exactly is she talking about? What advances? That was yesterday, very telling. They're still denying it, is the whole thing. They're still denying all of everything. The uh, inflation, the joblessness. I mean, name it. They're not being honest about it. Welcome to the program. Dana Lash here with you this Tuesday. And uh, we're going to get into... A lot of the, because we've got the student loan thing kicking off, that started. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff. Uh, I get into the latest with tech. 
uh, get into, I have a bunch of midterm stuff. This is, I told you yesterday, this is going to really start piling up as we get closer to November. So I have that coming up for you, uh, as well as uh, a number of other things. And this, uh, speaking of the student loan thing, because this is, I mean, I, I don't know, when she's sitting here saying that there's, they're, they're trying to tell you everything's okay and there's nothing to worry about, you have this student loan forgiveness. Let me pull this up. So the online link for that published went out today. And more than 8 million people have already applied for, it's not cancellation of student debt, they've already applied to make you pay for all their debt. I know you're so excited ahead of Christmas. Didn't you always want that? Didn't you and your kids always want that for Christmas? You wanted to be able to, you know, pay for everybody else's debt. So that dropped 8 million people so far have... Well, there's Merry Christmas to us, I guess, yeah. right, right ahead of midterms. More than 8 million people, they, they filed for it. And apparently there was uh, the, beta, the beta site launched, has already launched a couple of days ago. And you're looking at, remember, the CBO, one of their estimates said it's going to be, you know, half a trillion dollars. Actually, it'll probably go up and over that, to be perfectly honest with you. So a lot of that, that's all of this, all of this excess spending is going to drive it even more, going to drive it down even the, 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 any success or health of the economy, even, even more. And I just saw a headline, too, about the cost of candy is up for Halloween. That just makes me mad also. Now, this is a really interesting, I got a, two interesting pieces. One about Jill Biden ba- essentially babysitting Joe, and I have another one about him spending over 25% of his presidency on vacation in Delaware. Now, what's interesting is that, C- I think it was CBS, no, it wasn't CBS, screw them. Uh, maybe it was ABC that said he was on vacation in Delaware. CNN's like, no, 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 he's working from Delaware. He's not working, you guys don't believe that, but he's been there over a quarter percent, way more than any other president before him. Interesting. And this coupled with this piece about Jill Biden babysitting Joe Biden. A new report came out in the New York Times detailing how she really just uh, babysits him. The way that it's written is that she's become completely intertwined with the political efforts of the West Wing and that the role has been so serious and political that it has to be part of the strategic, the White House strategic planning and effort. It has to be all part of that. And that she's vetted Jen Psaki. She was the one who vetted Jen Psaki. And she's also apparently was the one who asked the group. Do you remember the press conference when she, when it, when he went out and he was talking about Ukraine and he kind of, he talked about the, um, uh, you know, maybe giving, you know, giving up just a little bit of the contested region. And, that, you know, it's just a minor incursion, all this stuff, and that freaked everybody out. Well, she had to go in and dress down his staff, ask why no one stepped in to stop that, et cetera, et cetera. She pointedly asked the group, writes the New York Times, why no one stepped in to stop it. 
Where was the person who was supposed to end the news conference? It's weird because he's got staff that's supposed to do that kind of stuff. But I think that this goes to show you most presidents are aware of, well, I mean, for the most part, of what they should and should not be saying, at least publicly. And he doesn't have that awareness. He doesn't have it at all. It's just troubling. So all of this, and then you consider every time he says something, the White House has to walk it back. Or if he says something, you have to have Corinne Jean-Pierre clarify it. And then it's like two, pre- two news cycles, two days of news cycles for them dealing with this. It's a mess. It's an absolute mess. And you wonder, wait, and, and now you can see why in some of the surveys, people think he's too old. They're already, I've got another story coming up for you about how apparently Democrats are planning for uh, worst case scenario if he decides to continue running after midterm elections. If he think if he stays committed to 2024, we're going to get into that. Uh, also, we uh, yesterday were, were discussing how the FBI, they had tweeted out about election crimes. They were telling people to report election shenanigans. And then it got real weird because they, they were talking about uh, examples of federal election crimes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They were ratioed. Like, for instance, falsely and illegally colluding with a social media platform to suppress information damaging to one political candidate. That sounds pretty serious, which is true. And they absolutely lied to uh, social media uh, executives, and they used social media as a tool of the state to suppress a story that was going to hurt the Democrat candidate. That's absolutely, completely, a thousand percent, indisputably true. Oh, and then, by the way, you had all of the intelligence expert experts who uh, would not uh, apologize because they discredit over the the discredited narrative about Marussia and all of this. Remember, they lied and said that the the laptop none of that was real, which ended up being completely. I mean, it was. So, on top of this, for some reason, they decided to bring, which is crazy to me, uh, Peter Strzok, the disgraced agent who looks like a real life elf on the shelf. He was the one who was making all the weird faces and had been texting with one of the FBI agents, Lisa Page, and this on, they were talking about uh, their dislike of Trump and how they had to stop the election and all this stuff. Well, now MSNBC, I guess, thought you know enough time had passed that they could bring him on as some sort of reputable uh, pundit to provide commentary. And so he was, uh, he was on with MSNBC, and it was Deadline White House, and he condemned FBI Director Chris Wray for... Uh, failing to spout, as he said, one utterance of connecting the dots between 9-11 and 1-6, saying that the January 6th was worse than the attack on the Pentagon during 9-11. I'm not making this up. He said, when you look, he said it was an attack on democracy and 9-11 is nothing compared to January 6th. Uh, wow. That's, Peter, that that is pure, pure, just partisan zealotry. And to say something like that, I mean, it, it it's, I mean, I, there's no words for it. But he was on MSNBC, just, you know, he's being taken completely seriously. Completely seriously. And this isn't the, this is weird because we had the Pentagon equity chief praising the 9-11 uh, the book that called 9-11 First Responders Menaces. And now we have this from the uh, from Peter Strzok, FBI. Man. I mean, they, you literally had a plane that hit the building, but you know. January January 6th, when a riot got out of hand, was way, was way worse. 
And it was a riot that broke away from a peaceful protest. And it, it was not just so dumb the way that they spin this. And so the what is it? Uh, 60. The, I mean, there was a, there were a lot of people killed at the Pentagon. There were 3000 total for 9-11. And Peter Strzok is saying that January 6th is way worse. I cannot believe I have to sit here and talk about his comments and news. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I just, this kind of stuff makes me have no faith in my government agencies. It makes me have zero faith in the FBI. It makes me not want to cooperate with any government agency for anything. I'd sooner give you the finger than I would be your friend. I, and there are people who we go to church with. I mean, we actually, we had people who asked us if we wanted to help with them for church security. And I'm like, I'm fine with doing that, but I'm not working with apparently some, and they might be fine. Apparently some of them worked with the FBI. I get it. Rank and file. Don't blame rank and file. I'm past that. I just feel like I, if you're, if that's your response, instead of pointing out the example after 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 example of egregious partisan behavior committed by this bureau, then you're messed up in the head and you probably need to get out of my grasp. I, it's, it's, it's stupid. So I wouldn't even, I didn't even want to work with them. I was like, I'm not even going to talk to you because if, you know, if, if I, if I say something that you might deem untrue, whether I'm under oath or not, you could sit here and say that's a crime. I, I've just gotten to where I, I, I think I've gone fully a million eleventy percent, totally punk in the in the attitude towards government more so than I had been. But the, the abuses are radicalizing people to be even more limited government, and it's their fault. You just handed us you just handed us the reasons to distrust you further. It's just asinine to me that I have to sit here and I'm talking about this guy. I can't believe he was on television with the lower third and everything. He looks like what happens when you take someone's photo in Photoshop and you use the tool to pinch the face in the middle. He looks just like that. I don't have anything nice to say about him. But it's, it's, it is, it makes me, I don't want to cooperate with anybody. I don't want to cooperate with any agency. I don't want to cooperate. I, I, I don't want to cooperate with any of it. Man, elections matter, people. Don't let Democrats sit here and, and swindle you out of a vote because they convinced you to stay home. We have, uh, I got a lot more. I got a lot of midterm stuff. We also have some wokery uh, because apparently everything, I mean, everything is, everything's racist. Everything's, you know, CRT. That's all it is. Um, And also, this is a weird thing with Ukraine. So now it's like we've gone from, and I say we, I mean, people like Elon Musk, et cetera, have offered uh, Vladimir Zelensky assistance with Starlink. And now you have leftists actually talking about seizing property. And businesses now on behalf of Vladimir Zelensky. This is weird. We're going to talk about this coming up. And also Evan McMuffin out in Utah. You're going to want to. I have an entire segment prepared. Uh, what do I have this called? Just to give you an up. Just to give you a heads up. I have uh, an entire segment prepared. The hate Evan McMuffin segment. That's coming up. Oh, that's literally what I have it written down as. So you probably don't want to miss a single bit of any of this because uh, we've, we've got a lot for you. Did you know the tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super B Tart Chews are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 60 
16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simply delicious. Tart cherry gummies come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off tart cherry gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com slash Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com slash Dana for up to 35% off tart cherry gummies. Buytartcherry.com slash Dana. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So Kanye West is going to buy Parler. And I don't know. There's so everyone's like, why are, are you on this platform? There are so many platforms. There's one of me. I can't be everywhere. I just do what I do. And it burns you out to try to be everywhere. Uh, but he's apparently going to acquire Parler. And it is very, so you would have, you have Trump with Truth Social, Musk with Twitter. If that went out, that all goes through. And Kanye with Parler. Kanye's statements, I'm trying to figure out, that's like a deep dive discussion. Because I think everybody, you know, was kind of on board with him. And then he started saying some stuff. We're like, wait, what? Def, what? Where, where's this going, dude? Come on. Where's this going? Um, God, why? I don't get it. And also, can, can thirsty conservatives stop rushing to put a crown on every damn Tom, Dick, and Harry's head? Can we stop? Golly, you make, y'all make influencers of people who ain't even been conservative for 12 months. Good grief. Uh, also, Halloween candy. This is where I riot. The cost is up 13% just in time for Halloween. Man, I am going to go and kick some store displays down because I don't, and then I'll have to put them back up because I don't want the store, the employees to have to do it. So that'll be the extent of my rioting. That's really, that's awful. And also now there's an Apple headset to compete with the Meta, Metaverse headset. They're, they're all dorky products. I don't, I don't know what else to say. Stick with us. We got more. Dana Lash here for Arc Seeds. There's a growing sense of instability and uncertainty. Gas, housing, everyday items are way up. Uh, food prices have the nation reeling. The ability to grow your own healthy food is on almost everybody's mind. So this is why I want to tell you about Arc Seed Kits. You can visit Arc, A-R-K, ArcSeedKits.com and enter code Dana to receive 10% off. Now, Arc Seed Kits, it's a non-GMO seed company. It's family owned and they provide heirloom seeds for across the nation for over 13 years. They want to make sure every home in America has the ability to grow and harvest its own food. Now, these are the highest quality heirloom seeds. They arrive in a sustainable container offering long-term and short-term storage. And they also bring seed-saving knowledge and food preparedness to you and your community. You can get seeds for vegetables and herbs. They have 50,000 organically grown seeds in each kit. We're talking corn, watermelon, cucumbers, lettuce, beans, tomatoes, all kinds of stuff designed to grow new nutrient and calorie dense vegetables and fruits to sustain any home at any time. So, and they can be harvested and regrown year after year. You guys know how heirloom seeds work, right? Chaz Chop in Portland didn't. So visit Arc Seed Kits and enter Dana to get your 10% discount code and be on your way to food and economic security, helping you and your family and your community. It's a limited time offer. Visit arcseedkits.com, A-R-K, and order your seed kits and save 10% today. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. 
talking to a lot of voters who say the economy is a top issue for them. Democrats have been in control of the White House, of Congress for the past few years. Inflation has soared. Why should Georgia voters give you another chance? We are still in the throes of a pandemic that dragged off for more than two years. That's not an answer, though. I mean, it's not that's not any kind of an answer. Welcome back to the program. That is uh, Raphael Warnock on inflation. He can't. Well, we're still I don't have words here. Talk about the pandemic. We're in a pandemic still. No, we're not. Welcome back to the program. You're hateful today. Not lovable. You're hateful curmudgeon here. Dana Lash with you. Bottom of our first hour this Tuesday. We're not still in the throes of, the, of a pandemic. So, no, we're, we're not. It's it's done. Stop pushing this. You know, the CDC to this point is they're trying. I was reading about this earlier. They're trying to secretly, they're being sneaks. They're trying to sneak it in to add the annual or is it annual? Is that the way their uh, coronavirus injections into your child's immunization schedules? That's a true story. They're trying to be very sneaky about it, though. And I just am, um, they want to add the mRNA, it's the, the coronavirus 19, vac, quote unquote vaccine, which it's not, to the child immunization schedule. And it, I mean, it, and apparently they're voting on it uh, tomorrow. There is a, uh, it's over at regulations.gov, and it has a whole, it has the document, the breakdown, and everything that they're, they're meeting to discuss you know, how to incorporate this as part of the, uh, you know, the full immunization schedule. Oh, goodness. But it doesn't, it hasn't done the thing, though. It doesn't, you know, doesn't provide the immunity. It's kind of the, kind of a big issue. If it doesn't do what it says it's going to do, why are you voting on it in the first place? Well, they got to make money. Somebody's got to make money, Dana. I mean, come on. Why are, why are you such an anti-capitalist? I thought you were a capitalist, Kane. I've also heard that if they get this on the childhood vaccination schedule, mm-hmm. that that automatically, legally exempts them from any sort of liability. Well, I, I think to, the, to an extent they already are exempted. No, I agree with that, only because of who's in power. Not that I agree with that. But, but. traditionally, when something gets on the childhood vaccine schedule, it, it protects the pharmaceutical companies for many liability, and that's exactly what they've been wanting from the beginning. Good heavens. Yeah, it's the uh, 2023 Child and Adolescent Schedule revisions, and they're voting tomorrow after, uh, tomorrow, it's through the 19th and 20th. So I, it kicks off tomorrow. I think they're voting on the immunization schedules on Thursday. But it's it just says immunization schedules are having a vote. And everyone's saying that, and the people who are apparently familiar with this, they're all saying, well, this is what it actually is. They're voting on this. So the, the, if, if they can make this part of the immunization schedule and thus make it mandated, think of how many schools require the full suite of vaccinations. I mean, to attend public taxpayer-funded school. Which I think if you're, I have a whole issue with taxpayer-funded schools to begin with. I mean, that's a whole other issue. But if they are able to mandate it as part of the full regular immunization schedule, which I think it should be struck from consideration because it doesn't provide immunity. 
Why are you including a therapeutic? It doesn't even do that for the subsect of the demogra- of our for the demographic that does that's the least affected. And when you had Fauci, I played that yesterday when he was saying, "Well, kids do get it, etc." And there have been fatalities. What he fails to admit, and this is what John Hopkins actually had to fact check. Uh, I can't remember what publication it was, but they had to actually fact check. It was a major newspaper and say, look, what when you're counting all of these fatalities associated with the virus and children, what you're omitting is that they all had a serious comorbidity like leukemia. That's a very serious thing. That's when added to this. So you can't just say it's from the virus and then use that as an argument to 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 justify a mandated injection that doesn't transfer the immunity that you're pretending that it does. So I'm not sure why. I mean, it's an, it's called immunization schedule. Now people can sit here and debate what you know when when you should get some of these, if you should get them all at once, etc. I mean, I like the polio vaccine. I mean, some of these things actually do. I mean, and the, but here the difference is they have generations of of tried and true effort behind it. You know, some of the the shots that they have on the immunization schedule, you have decades and decades and decades and decades and decades of research and uh, uh, cases that are associated with it. It Where it works and you know what the side effects are and you know if you could be potentially, you know, thrown sideways by said side effects. So this doesn't have that. So you can't sit here and and argue that these are comparable. They're not. And parents have every right to be concerned about that. Don't don't be gaslit into this. It's emotional abuse by your government. So if they put this on that schedule, then who's to say that that they are not going to block your kids from going to school if you don't have it? Because they're man- they're mandating all this. I mean, Kane, don't they say even if you space them out, you have to tell the school. Okay, yes, they are getting this at this time, but because I did space my kids out. And then there was the Gardasil one. I'm like, the HPV, no, I'm not get, having my 10-year-old get this. Shut up. I'm not doing this. Um, there, and there are some that, you know, I, it, that it's, I get it, the, the transmission, all that. But I, I had them spaced out. I'm like, I, they don't need to get a big bunch of shots all at once. And that's totally fine to do that. But you, you, have, to, you have to work with schools and you have to tell them what you're doing and when and then especially public public schools because they're required so how does this work if you don't do it then your kids can't go to school i mean it's it's an injection that they don't need that claims to provide an uh, an immunity that it doesn't i mean that's there's never i've not heard of a single case where a healthy kid contracted the virus a kid that didn't have any other comorbidities contracted the virus and and was killed from it I haven't heard any of uh, anything like that. So this is a real concerning development. And if they vote to put these injections on the vaccine schedule, then that's uh, their concerns. I, I understand parents have a lot of concerns. I just think of all the, the myocarditis issues with young men, particularly. Heaven forbid you talk about it. You used to get suspended for even discussing it on social media. And now apparently... Now you can talk about it. Hmm. Now you can talk about it a little bit. All right. So I have more here. We've, um, this was a really, this is kind of an odd thing. I've seen a lot of people on the left push for this. 
this isn't so much about Ukraine as it's about, I mean, ultimately, statism. So you've had people like David Frum and others who try to be these influencers out there saying that Elon Musk should provide internet to Ukraine. Now he's got his Starlink system up and he said that some people are arguing that the United States should nationalize Starlink if Musk decides to not provide it anymore or you know whatever happens. And there are people who are actually arguing for the nationalization of these businesses, which that means just the U.S. flat-out government seizure of businesses. And they say it's critical infrastructure. I actually don't think it is. Critical means it can't operate without it, to me. It can operate without internet. And, of course, they write from who's, I think, just an intellectual, he is as shallow as a birdbath, says that, oh, reasonable compensation must be paid per the Fifth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I, d- I don't think, I think that's a horror. So you're going to seize? This has gone way beyond helping someone. This has gone to seizing something. Yeah, what were you going to say, Kane? I mean, he was invoking the Woodrow Wilson, mm-hmm. um, whatever that was. Going after railroads. Yeah, uh, but we're not at war with Russia. Mm-mm. Ukraine is. So it, we can't just implement that because mm-hmm. we want to. Exactly. It reminds me of that Iron Man episode. Uh, the, what, which, uh, which one was that? It was the sequel to the original. Where Tony Stark, they've, he's fighting with the government, U.S. government. And the U.S. government wants to, they think it's critical infrastructure. They want to seize his Iron Man suit. Because they think it's, it's a weapon that they can use and it's critical to U.S. defense. And he says, I've privatized uh, defense in true libertarian fashion. He you know, raises his arms. He's very, you know, it's funny, but, I, but he's right. He's absolutely correct. That is, man, you, that's, and that's a, what, what Kane said is very key, too, because we're not at war with Russia. Ukraine is. We're not even in a proxy conflict with them, but that's what people are trying to push for another proxy conflict with Russia through Ukraine, but we're not. So we, and, and, and there's no reason at all whatsoever to even discuss trying to unconstitutionally seize a private business for no, for no reason. It's just wild that this is even being discussed. Now, another thing, I saw this article, and it's one of the dumbest articles that I've seen today. It's from New York Post. It's really ridiculous. So that uh, the chick, the suitcase girl... The D-lister who was on some cable, uh, can- it, was it a Canadian show called Suits, Business Suits or something like that? Nobody watched it. Nobody knows who she was. She gets with the spare over there, the royal family over there in, in United Kingdom, gets with the spare, and suddenly they acted like she had been an A-lister the entire time, which she never was. This, I think, is so stupid. So she comes out, and she says that, I was treated like a bimbo and objectified on Deal or No Deal. Now, if you're unfamiliar with Deal or No Deal, I've never watched it. Uh, apparently, you, you have like girls who go out and they carry suitcases and they open up suitcases. And I guess what you have to guess the price or the number. They're just, I don't know what you call them. They're just stage girls. I don't know. They're, you know, uh, you know I don't know. They're like talentless rockettes. I don't know. I don't know what to call them. I'm sure they're very nice, except she's not. So she's, she said that she was, that 
she did not like the fact she's doing this like a stupid podcast we're just it's she's so clueless she says i was treated like a bimbo and i was objectified on deal or no deal and that um you know she thought she was grateful for the job but she felt valued for the wrong reasons she said that she thought you know she would like to be valued specifically for her brain what did you think the gig was girl you're wearing a negligee carrying a suitcase what did you think the gig was i mean honestly did she i mean i really i thought because there was a briefcase that i would be making business deals is that that could be an actual quote that she said i wouldn't it would actually sound way more empowered and honest if she just said you know i traded on my looks at the time if she was trying to avoid looking dumb like a bimbo which she is apparently trying to do the smart thing would have been to admit that she traded on her earlier appearances i mean sure she's built like spongebob but you could have said that she's you all tune into me for this shut up you know you do you just wait for me to do it you guys know this this is what you come to expect from me i know my shortcomings that's the difference but no for real though i always think it's it's so cowardly cowardly of women to not admit that they would trade on their now not every woman does but for something like this where you're wearing literally like 90s and you're holding a suitcase on television and you're dressed like all the other like you have a collection of girls all wearing the same thing all carrying suitcases you're there for a reason it's not for your quote-unquote brain okay it's not that i just what did you think the gig was just be honest about it that sounds more empowering and savvy than pretending to be dumb and not knowing i thought i you know it was about business and they were going to be asking me you know about what i felt about you know the politics of argentina or something i just it's the just golly what did you think it was you chose you knew it you chose to do it don't act like you were objectified because you were a willing participant don't try to retcon your your path to, to to stardom, your social climbing. Don't do it. It just makes it just makes all women look dumb when when people come out and say stuff like this. Just admit it. Just acknowledge it and say, you know what? I I use this and it worked because then from there I got this job and then blah blah blah. That's all. I mean, that's all I got to do. It just doesn't look empowering when you lie about it. We have coming up. A dark money network is quietly launching an anti-gun group all to promote narratives that somehow firearms keep us less safe. This comes on the heels of the Media Matters David Brock guy starting uh, a bunch of fake news outlets to make it look like there is a genuine grassroots amplification of stories. So we're going to discuss this coming up. We're also I, I'm going to leave you with this headline for break. Um the new argument is that air pollution, air pollution is making women fat. What? Yes. Air pollution. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. 
So get started with just one short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call right now and you'll receive up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Don't wait. Call 866-887-1188. That's 866-887-1188. Or text DANA to 998899. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866-887-1188 or text DANA to 998899. Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show. It's working. We're safe. America is secure. You want my property? You can't have it. But I did you a big favor. I have successfully privatized world peace. I love that scene. This is what I was talking about. Tony Stark from Iron Man. And that's completely, I think, describes the whole situation from the left demanding that Elon Musk give over Starlink to Ukraine. You want my property, you can't have it. But, you know, you're welcome. You know, you can thank me. I am your nuclear deterrent. I love that scene. I love that scene. When I saw that scene, I was like, that's one of my favorites now. I just mentally clocked it. That's one of my favorites now. And all the cinema. And it's and it's it's true. Yeah, for them wanting to nationalize, pushing the government to nationalize Starlink to help Ukraine when we're not at war with Russia? No, nah, I don't think so. We can't let these people get in control of government in November, folks. Stick with us. Second hour on the way. Apparently, air pollution makes women fat. Folks, stop overpaying and let Recoil Gunworks be your go-to for ammo. This is a great Indiana-based company, and it was actually created in a small basement in 2013. Small Midwest town in their basement, and uh, family-owned, they think like us, and they're really known for, over at Recoil Gunworks, their web-based firearms, ammo, and accessories retailer. They're really known for their police trade-in guns in great shape. They pick them, including the firearms, the lights, the sights, the scopes, tasers, and more. You can buy now, pay later, no interest. And at Recoil Gunworks, they have very, very competitive pricing. Super easy to use website as well. Just visit recoilgunworks.com slash Dana. You can search for whatever you need by caliber, weight, application. You can look for brands like Winchester, Federal. Uh, vast majority of the country, by the way, has no restrictions on receiving ammo and they will note you know they have it all up there very helpfully on their website ammo shipped to your door where legal and they explain that including illinois new jersey and connecticut you need to see the frequently asked questions on that and check the product restrictions page for further state law requirements and restrictions visit recoilgunworks.com slash dana today to get you a full list of products and use code dana to get free shipping on your next order whether you need it in the woods or on the range recoil gunworks gets it there fast and once you make your first order it won't be the last use code dana right now to get free shipping at recoilgunworks.com slash dana weren't staring right down the barrel of a deep and dark economic recession if we weren't seeing reckless federal spending causing us to careen into a situation where we're seeing spikes in inflation uh, spikes in interest rates and spikes in the price of gas if we weren't seeing our adversaries around the world saber-rattling with nuclear weapons and a president speaking of Armageddon, perhaps, perhaps in that moment, seriously entertaining the idea of supporting 
an opportunistic gadfly supported by the Democratic Party oh. might make for interesting dinner table conversation. Oh. But this is not an ordinary year. Man. So that was the debate between Senator Mike Lee and Evan McMuffin. The, yes, that's his name. He looks like uh, Caillou grown up. I know where he went. Caillou went to Utah and is now trying to run for Senate. Welcome back to the party. It's true, and you know I'm not, you know I'm accurate. Dana Lashier, your lovable curmudgeon, right at the top of our second hour this Tuesday. And this, I'm going to pull this up. Kane's dying right now because of what I told him in Slack. He does look like Evan McMuffin. And I know what his name is. Don't correct me because he's Evan McMuffin. Sure. He, he does look like Caillou. I'm just a kid who's four. Each day I want some more. I don't know if these are the words I'm Evan. I want to run for Senate. Don't have a word that rhymes. I am a sea. I spook Evan. <laughs> I don't know. It's, a, it's, a, it's true, though. All right. So he's here's the thing about his campaign i don't this guy is just an he is nothing more than a tool for people who want to punish other people that they dislike um politically when i when i look at his his whole i don't understand his candidacy he's sort of the he's a new beto he also comes from the what did i say it was the uh trouser loafers club yesterday that beto and john ossoff and all those cats come from they're the same people (sighs) so the whole issue with utah senate as you know mike lee uh, you've had mitt romney and the romney people that don't like mike lee because they don't feel like they can control mike lee that's why they don't like mike lee there's no legitimate intellectual opposition to mike lee even if you're a Democrat, you can't really object to him because he's a very he's a constitutionalist. He's not a bomb thrower. He's just very well. This is what the Constitution says more so than I think even Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz has tried to be a bomb thrower, has has really tried that lately. The past couple of years, I kind of like Mike Lee's approach because he's just no. This is what the Constitution says. And it is what it is. He leaves the bomb throwing to the mean people like me. But he's. In, I don't even know why he's even competitive with this guy who has also, by the way, here's something else important that you should know. McMuffin has said that he's not going to caucus with either party in the Senate. Now, you know what that means when they say they're not going to caucus with either party. That means they're going to caucus with Democrats. Yep. There was a really big piece. I mean, he actually said that he's going he's to caucus with the CIA. It's not a party, Evan. The fascinating story with this shows that and it was a deep dive into his campaign spending. Don't tell me what his name is. Someone else just said it. His name is McMuffin. It's McMuffin. Evan McMuffin's campaign has paid out over $1.6 million to Democrat firms despite calling himself an independent. This is true. He's worked with a lot of very, very... Well, he raises money with Act Blue. So what are you going to say? I mean, come on. His campaign legit uses Act Blue to solicit donations. That sounds t- sounds totally constitutionally, doesn't it, Kane? Oh, sure. Super much constitution. <laughs> he has uh, 
Oh my goodness, he's used a lot of strictly far-left Democrat firms. And this I mean, it brings up a lot of questions. I don't even think he's a Romney Republican because he's not a Republican. He, he's just happy to be a tool for Romney. Romney's using him, I think, as a way to con- try to control and try to humble Mike Lee because Mike Lee won't be controlled by the Romney crowd. That's what this is. This is power jockeying in Utah. Romney wants to be the kingmaker. He wants to be like how the cartels don't let you cross the border unless the cartels give you permission. Romney wants to be like the equivalent of that for Utah with politics. And he's he can't. And Mike Lee has a lot of support. Mike Lee is a legitimate constitutionalist. McMullen, meanwhile, is a CIA operative. I don't even think he's a good one. When I just th- see the way he acts, I don't even think he's a good one unless his whole purpose is to just be an agitator now if his if his purpose is just to be a public agitator then i think he's doing a good job particularly on the right because you have the lincoln uh groomer project what is it those people that guy who who, uh what's his face who was reaching out to the boys that group the um it's a real group i can't i try not to like pay attention to groomers and stuff like that so i don't pay attention to a lot of what that group does because it's gross or who they associate with. I, he may not even be there anymore. John Weaver or something like that, that guy. Uh, those types of people, they, they, that those types of, uh, who try to claim that they're Republicans, but they're not. They like the McMuffin because he's, I, I really don't know what he brings to the table. He's spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on Democrat firms. He's worked with Democrat operatives. He doesn't really bring anything to the table except his whole purpose seems to be and it seems to be because it is he wants to tear down uh, Mike Lee, who, by the way, is one of the nicest guys. He's just very if you've never met Mike Lee, I met him a couple of times. We're not best friends or anything. You know, I don't you know text him or anything like that. But he is as much as you see in person. He is not. He's very well spoken and he's very thoughtful and he's very. I've had discussions with him in the green room whenever I've been in DC and I've had to do Fox every now and then we've been in the green room at the same time. And there's always either it's a discussion over something constitutional or foreign policy. He's very, very cerebral in his approach. He's very thoughtful. He's quiet, but he's purposeful. He's just a very uh, even keeled person. I don't know how to describe it. He's a calm focused person. Some politicians that I've met are not like that at all. They're kind of a whirlwind. He's not. He knows where everything is, what every what exactly where every issue is, where where it's moving at all times. He is very he just he's he's very thoughtful in his approach. And McMuffin tries to paint him out as being this I guess extremist. They're trying to taint him with the association of Trump. And I don't know if you remember back when all of this happened with January 6th. And I'm going to say it again because it's important. Mike Lee was one of the loudest and calmest voices who was telling people the Constitution does not afford the vice president or anyone else to up in the results of of the Electoral College. You can pause the certification of these votes, but you cannot uh at, you you can't upend or stop the election. The only thing that you can do is to say, can we have a, a, a brief moratorium on certifying these votes so that we can confirm that the that they are legitimate? 
And the reason being, and again, I know I've talked to you about this before, but it's important because some people are just tuning in for the first time. Maybe they're unaware. States can control their elections. We all know this. This is, this is a constant, very, it's an important part of the Constitution. States run their elections. However, for us in Texas, if you expect us in Texas to, or my fam in Missouri, to consider Wisconsin's votes, their electoral votes, you need to make sure that you're upholding your end of the bargain by preserving voter integrity. We want to make sure that people didn't cheat in order to get to your point where you're at. There's nothing wrong with that. The same way that you would expect votes from my state or votes from Missouri or elsewhere to also follow the guidelines that we had laid down and enshrined in the state constitution to protect voter integrity. It provides peace of mind for everyone in every state. And when that was upended due to the pandemic, there were a lot of those protections that are constitutionally, state constitutionally mandated that were ignored. Things like signature matching, checking to ensure that there were actually dates on the ballot sent in, a lot of stuff. And people had every right to question those areas and demand for an accounting of those specific votes from those areas that changed the agreement without, adhere, without modifying their state constitution. They changed the agreement. You can't demand that someone else incorporate your votes when you can't prove that they were legitimately cast. And I'm not saying even that for all states because some counties did it differently. It was actually a very small number. And one of the things that Lee had brought up was that he didn't even think it was going to change the outcome of the election. However, it is, it's important precedent, which I agree with. That's all he ever said. And people are out there tra- acting like he was going to set fire to the dais and he was just going to scuttle the entire election. And that is such, it's a lie and it's malicious. And you have some of these people on the right. And for all their talk about religion and faith, it's really disappointing to see people in Utah who wrap themselves in the veneer of it really act completely contrary to the faith that they claim when when casting uh, uh, aspersions on on the uh, character of Mike Lee and, and others. I mean, completely impugning someone else's character simply because you can't control what they're doing. It needs to be said, so I'll say it. Mike Lee's too, he's nice and he's focused, he's not, not he's, he's, he's too focused on his job in the Constitution. So that's the whole purpose of Evan McMuffin's candidacy. The guy's, this, he pays Democrat firms, He's a CIA dude. He pretends that he's an independent when he's absolutely not. I mean, you have the Democrat Party in Utah that endorsed him. They're not even running someone. That tells you everything that you need to know because he's going to be their guy. He's not going to caucus with Republicans. He's already said that. He would be a reliable vote for Democrats. So why anyone would even consider this guy, it's a joke. And Mitt Romney just completely refusing to support someone like Mike Lee who I think is everything that Romney has ever wanted to be. I think that's jealousy. I think it's pettiness. And I think he's still mad over 2012 and he needs to get over it because it's unfair and frankly, a betrayal of the principles he claims to hold to sacrifice the security of the nation for his ego. Now, we have more on the way too. Additionally, I mean, let me just lay this on the table real quick for you. A new thing, this New York Post story. There's uh, some kind of survey that's out from University of Michigan, and they're trying to argue that air pollution is making women fat. Look at all these cheeseburgers in the air. I mean, if you, 
hail food. I mean, I don't think really think that that's how that works. We need to break this down because also, whatever happened, is this a fat shaming thing, right? Isn't that what people have said normally? Yeah, Yeah, I'm just curious about that. So we have that coming up and also major midterm update. Did you know the tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super B Tart Chews are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise, and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simply delicious. Tart cherry gummies come with a one 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off Tart Cherry Gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com Dana for up to 35% off Tart Cherry Gummies. Buytartcherry.com Dana. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. What is it with these stories where you hear, you see all of these talk show hosts that end up actually being jerks in real life? So first it was Ellen DeGeneres. Now it's James Corden. Everybody's outing him as an over-the-top jackwagon who's rude and hateful to people. The latest is New York City's top restaurant, Balthazar. They've dropped a ban on James Corden after he called with a profuse apology. He screamed at the staff over an omelet order. They said they previously labeled him as a, quote, tiny cretin of a man. Apparently, And he's been blown up all over the internet. Apparently, he got yelled at by diners because he was having a fit over wine. And then, I mean, I've heard uh, on a plane... They said there was a story of James Corden being on a plane and they uh, people were shocked when uh, the uh, there was a woman with a baby who sat in a seat across from him and the baby was crying and he just put his earbuds in and turned away from her and slept. And then as she, afterwards, they watched as she was struggling to get the overhead luggage open and she finally turned around at him and screamed, could you hold the baby? You know, while I get, it was his baby. Oh, man, I, there's a lot of these stories that are out there. I'm just saying, but this one was from the restaurant that had labeled him a cretin. Uh, also, Mindy Colling is now the rage mob is coming after her because she liked all she did was like a tweet from J.K. Rowling. And J.K. Rowling has refused to bend the knee to the sexist trans uh, uh, women LARPers. And as a result, they've been trying. You can't cancel her because she has blanky money. And so Mindy Collin liked a tweet uh, from J.K. Rowling. Now they're going after Mindy Collin. So they're trying to go after all of the people that are underneath, I guess, J.K. Rowling to quieten the supportive group for her. I don't know. Jeffrey Dahmer Halloween costumes. Can we not? For real? Can we just not? The uh, the victim's family says that the costumes are disturbing. And it's. I just think they're weird. Let's not like make this guy... A Halloween costume. It's gross. I mean, dude, he ate people. And he wasn't he like a pedophile too. He ate people. Good. It's just nasty. Also, why is all the serial killers in the 70s had the same pair of eyeglasses? Was that a thing? Is there any psychological profiling reports on that? I'm just curious. Uh, additionally, this uh, really interesting Saudi Arabia sentences a U.S. citizen to 16 years in prison for some tweets. A 72-year-old U.S. citizen got 16 years in prison for tweets he posted while inside of the United States, which were critical of the Saudi regime. Hmm. Wow. He's not a dissident or activist. He's a project manager from Florida. 
But when he traveled to Riyadh, he was detained. Oh, I have thoughts about this. Stick with us. We got more in store. Rights, immigration, foreign policy, and marriage. Folks, these subjects are a big part of political dialogue today, and we talk about them often on my show. They're at the heart of so many campaigns this election. But what did our founding fathers say about these issues? We've moved so far from the founders' understanding of government that you'll be surprised by their answers. Right now, my favorite college, Hillsdale College, has the best way to learn about the founders' deep and wise insights into human nature. Join Hillsdale professors Thomas West and David Azarad as they explore the thoughts and ideas of America's founders in Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Real American Founding, A Conversation. So what are you waiting for? The midterm elections are right around the corner, and you need to understand the founders' thoughts about the pressing issues of their and our time. Visit DanaForHillsdale.com to watch the trailer video of The Real American Founding, A Conversation, and sign up for this new, completely free online course. That's DanaForHillsdale.com. DanaForHillsdale.com. Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show. I mean, I think when you look at any number of us who had our actions unpacked and looked at up, down, left and right, both surrounding the investigations of Secretary Clinton and then the Russian interference in 2016, the good news that came out of that was oh, the Inspector we General coming out and saying, we found number. no evidence. Welcome no. back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. Let's play this audio song by 11. Uh, Mr. John Fetterman, one John Fetterman. Listen. Do you support any restrictions on abortion? I don't. I've always believed... Even in the third trimester? Oh, I, 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 I believe that choice oh, is between a woman, her doctor, and a god if she prays to one. Oh, you know what? That's no. I don't think so. Well, again, this is the... Not even the majority of voters believe this. And don't... And, and they can't sit here and conflate and act like, well, it's, you know, for the life of the mother. The, first off, they, that's recognized. What you hear from, from OBGYNs is that this is recognized far before it gets to the point where the baby crowns. Stop. Let's just stop it. Stop it, stop it, stop it. As I said, welcome back. Bottom of our second hour. He is John Fetterman. I noticed this piece. They are very much his um, whole, his wife coming out. They've been going after this reporter for NBC, Dasha Burns. His wife has been relentless and demanding, apparently she demanded an apology from NBC. I'm pulling this, here it is. So this reporter was apparently now getting bullied by other media and they said it was pathetic and what she did was wrong. I mean, I don't quite understand why she's being so vilified. We, I watched the interview. I even went back and I watched the full interview. She was not being, she was not rude. She was a reporter talking to someone who's running for elected office. I mean, Kane, you saw the same stuff that I saw. Is there, I mean, is are they watching secret footage that wasn't aired? Apparently, because from what I saw, as far as her reporting goes, it was simply just accurate. That's all it was. It was, she was asking him questions and he, it really showcased the depth of his struggle to, and brought a lot of questions as to how he's even going to be able to do the job that required by elected office. It's a lot of travel. You have to fundraise. It's a lot. He doesn't like to work. I mean, that's kind of, you know, he got a, he, don't tell me he does. He got an allowance from his parents until he was 52, 53 years old. I don't know anybody who does that. That's weird. He didn't work. He didn't even buy his bougie 
uh, pent loft that he lives in. So I, she's, she said that she wants a network apology and she wants consequences for Burns. She wants consequences. What, where are the rest of the, where's the rest of the media defending this attack on our sacred free press? Remember that? I thought that that was it. Where are they at? If Trump had criticized people in the press, oh my gosh, how dare you attack this free press? But this is apparently okay. Really wild. They said that Burns, they, that she was, she was rude and she, oh my goodness. But his wife, Giselle, she should face consequences. Her comments were appalling to the entire she now, now Giselle Burns has her. She believes that she alone is the spokesperson for uh, disabled individuals. She's the, uh, she apparently can speak for all of them. I didn't see anything that was, I hate the word ableist. I didn't see anything like that anywhere in here. There was nothing like that anywhere. She asked him questions. He struggled to answer. And it showed you, it showed voters what exactly they were getting. Here's some new information. Independent women are swinging hard towards the GOP, despite their big abortion push. And I think it's because women realize, well, their rhetoric doesn't, it doesn't match reality. They, women realize that there isn't a law in the union that prevents uh, the procedure and the event of life of the mother, etc. There's exceptions for rape or incest. There, there's not really, I, I mean, they, they're making stuff up and trying to gaslight women with this. And I think additionally, there's women are really concerned about the economy. Like I said, these are women's issues too. This is a New York Times poll. And you didn't see it get a whole heck of a lot of uh, coverage because I think due to what it showed. And it was, I think there was maybe, there was like a plus, I think it was just plus two Republican sampling, but it's not, that's not a lot to do this much. 49% of voters uh, with these independent women, 49% of the voters are now planning to vote for the Republican nominee to represent their House district. Only 45% said they'd back their Democrat opponent. This is a 32-point swing among women, independent women specifically, towards the GOP. Now, the September version of this poll, Democrats had a 14-point lead. This is the same poll, same demographic, but there's now an 18-point van- advantage held by Republicans now here in October. They think that there's a number of factors involved in this. That the f- and, and I think I've talked about this, and then Carve- James Carville's talked about this, uh, Democrats are hitting it too much and they're unable to get out of the conundrum that is presented when they're pressed as to where they see limitations. As you just heard the audio that I played with Fetterman, when people hear that, most people are not, when on this issue, despite what you hear in the press, on the issue of abortion, the majority of Americans, and there's a lot of Democrats in here, they are not this far extreme on it. They actually do not agree with abortion being legal up to the moment that the child is crowning. And I kid you not, the piece of legislation that is for, that's on the internet, you can read it, removed all limitations 
removed any blocks for federal funding. I've read it. I linked it. You don't even have to take my word for it. You can read it yourself. That's the thing that Warnock co-sponsored, all these Democrat senators co-sponsored. It's the stuff that Fetterman supports. The base for the for the Democrat Party, particularly on this issue, is so far away from where voters are, it's hurting them. And when they're asked about it, all a Republican has to do is say, well, what restrictions or limitations do you support? They have no way of answering that without confirming the extreme difference in their position and the rest of America. These are independent women who have who have reliably voted Democrat that are being run off from the Democrat Party. That's all they're talking about. And as I said, economic issues are also women's issues. They are doing themselves such a disservice by focusing on that. I want them to continue to do it because it guarantees that this disparity is going to grow ever greater. I want them to, please, for the love of all things holy, you know, yes, it was my birthday last month, but really a woman's birthday lasts for two months. So maybe, you know, for a present, I can have just keep talking about it. They can just keep pressing it. It's just, it's bad. And how many times have I shown you that, when you look at the top issues for voters, abortion's not in the top issues for voters. And yet, if it does come up, people are concerned about the ex- the extremist position. But it doesn't come up in the top. They People just, they think it's way too far. The polling on this has shown exactly what I'm saying for quite some time. This isn't new information. That's why I'm just stunned that they keep, they're just full force on that. It's real. They're really relying on the most extremist portions of their base to save them. And when they do that, they have to make these promises to those extremist portions that further pull them to the left even more, further and further left. Now, the uh, couple of other things here. <laughs> the uh, Biden and Harris are apparently going to hit the, the uh, campaign trail in Pennsylvania. That's how bad it's getting. They're going to have to go and help out uh, they're going to have to help out folks. They're going to, and I think also where they, ta- they weren't going to go to Ohio. They were going to go help uh, uh, Fetterman. And then you had Jill Biden who was in Georgia and then Barack Obama's entering the fray. He's trying to, I think, mitigate the damage being done because it's not just abortion. It's also the wokery. So he's, tr- he's staying, he's staying away. If you watch what he's doing, He's staying away from abortion, but he's talking about wokery and he's trying to reduce the nuttiness of the Democrat Party. So he's out there going out and saying, oh, you know, the wokery goes to their buzzkills. It's going too far. People are walking on eggshells. This is a calculated move to mitigate the damage that the left is doing to themselves. He's trying to make it seem as though there are still people like him in the party that there may be, but they're not running. Even Barack Obama, they've tried to cancel him because they got mad at him because he he refuses to he he talks about the wokery. He's just trying to save the part. He's just trying to save their chances. They're begging him to get in there and help out. That's what this is. He said Democrats should learn from what he felt like were his mistakes as uh, president. He says he's he laments cancel culture. Dude started cancel culture, but whatever. He introduced CRT and wokery literally into academia with Derek Bell. I wrote about this back in 2012. 
So, I, I mean, it's, it's just kind of funny to hear him lamenting about it now, but he's trying to undo some of this damage and, and try to put, pump the brakes here a bit. But I don't know if that's going to, that's not going to be enough. I think it's far too late. I think it's already been set. It's far too late at this point. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's too much. And Biden is no help at all either. Definitely not any help. Uh, a couple of other things. The, another New York, this is New York Times Siena poll. This is different. The political environment is turning towards Republicans. Uh, I have more. There's uh, looking at uh, even, let me pull this up. This is Politico. This is what I was mentioning earlier. Uh, Democrats dreaded deja vu, another 50-50 Senate. I don't, I don't think at their best they, they get past that even if they win. It'll, they'll be in the same position. But Republicans have the chance to have plus two, a very slim majority. This, uh, but the big thing is the women who are identifying as independent voters favoring Republicans over Democrats. The economy, another survey shows, is a far more potent political issue than in 2022 than abortion. And Democrats aren't hearing it. Now, one other quick note on this, too, looking at midterms. I thought this was kind of, I thought this was interesting. This came from uh, the Post-Dispatch in St. Louis. Kane, it's our hometown paper. So you ought to hear, this is what they wrote about Trudy Bush Valentine. She is the extremist Democrat. You want to talk about someone who doesn't want any limitations on abortion? She's tweeted that she doesn't. And in case she deletes it, I've got the receipts. She's actually tweeted this. She doesn't want limitations. She's a Bush beer heiress. Yes. And this is what Post-Dispatch does. Quote, though born into wealth, Trudy Bush Valentine, a registered nurse with a master's degree in pastoral studies. How dare you question her? Described herself as a lifelong learner who prays for God's guidance each day. Maybe she can pray to God and ask her to correct her position on abortionist birth control without limitations, which she has supported on Twitter by her own words and tweets. Just, the re, and I think that's funny. That's, that's supposed to be journalism. The Post-Dispatch is standing for her so hard. Eric Schmidt's running away with that race. But the reason that Bush Valentine is even in it is because they, 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 were, they thought they were going to get Greitens and they were going to they, they make it competitive by running her. Turns out it didn't happen that way. Voters were not going to deal with it. And uh, so now all they got is this. That's so lame. I read that. I thought that was the dumbest piece ever. So goofy. I have more, too, because uh, you had, what is it, Dallas Morning News. They interviewed Beth Van Dyne, Congresswoman, who's uh, coming up as well in a race. And she they, they were considering who they were going to endorse. And there was so much pettiness in the little short piece that they wrote. We're going to, we'll hit that as well. In addition... Uh, we also, we've, we've got a lot. I still have more. I've got some woke. We got that New York post piece about, uh, air pollution being blamed for women getting fat. I don't know guys. I, in Florida, man, if you want to know what the left's real plan is for your kids, just look at the reaction to the work Patriot Mobile did in multiple school districts in Texas. The left is losing their minds. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider and a force for conservative values. This is because they take a portion of your bill and fund conservative causes and candidates who believe in the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, and they're winning. Patriot Mobile has affordable plans for you, your family, even your business. They offer the 
the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers because they use multiple major networks. Plus, you're supporting conservative values with every call. Visit PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation using offer code Dana. Special discounts are also available for veterans and first responders. Join our movement, make the switch today, and a difference tomorrow. PatriotMobile.com slash Dana. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Dana, 972-PATRIOT. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. Man, I have like a million whole stories here. So let me start with this one. (laughs) Uh A naked Florida man named Hercules attacks a woman with a machete because she didn't have a crack pipe. How dare you not have a crack pipe for Hercules? A Florida man who was naked, according to Tampa Free Press, was arrested facing three felony charges. Police say he attacked a woman with a machete because she didn't have a crack pipe. He was completely naked, they said, for the second time in less than three sentences, fewer than three sentences, wearing only a cowboy hat and painted fingernails when the attack happened in Medley, Florida. According to investigators, the woman was riding her bike, and uh, apparently then Hercules appeared, asked her for a crack pipe, and he attacked the woman after she said she did not have requested crack pipe. According to police, Hercules hit the woman with a machete on her head and left arm, and the victim jumped from her bike and ran. Uh, they s- I can't. This is so bad. Uh, the, she was hospitalized, stable condition. She had a fractured skull, broken arm, and a minor brain bleed. So they caught up with him sleeping in a tent, still naked with painted fingernails. I love that. It's like four times now. Four or five times. They've mentioned that. Uh, Hercules told police he wanted to, quote, get shot, but he surrendered peacefully. The victim was able to pick him up, uh, pick him out of a photo lineup from the hospital. He faces charges of attempted murder, aggravated battery with a weapon, and attempted armed robbery. The victim is expected to make a full recovery. His name legit is Robert Hercules. Hercules, Hercules. Oh, let's see here. Uh, I have, uh, man, this was, well, there was a 78-year-old woman from Boca Raton who shoplifted from Saks and said she was high. Susan Stone of West Boca Raton charged with grand theft. Uh, she's elderly. She's 78 years old. Seven, don't, hear Kane, so say it. Don't type it in Slack. Say it. Not all old people are innocent. See, old people aren't innocent. That's what he said. Not all old people. The store's prevention pers- loss prevention personnel observed her selecting two shirts, and then she hit them in a purse. And then they monitored her. She went to the bathroom and took removed the tags. They found the tags in the trash. They stopped her walking towards the valet entrance, and the total value was over $1,000. She said she didn't know what she was doing because she was high. She actually said that. Uh, prescription marijuana? I don't know. Uh, a, this is horrible. Seven, Channel 7 News in Miami. A baby goat from Davy Farm was stolen, and the owner's pleading for information. Uh, she searches for her baby goat. The perpetrators are on camera. They're seen holding Tonka, the five-month-old goat. She just wants them back. She says, just please bring my goat back. Bring him back, or you'll suffer community justice. How about that? Stick with us. Third hour on the way. 
Never run out of coffee by joining the club with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle Coffee Company was built upon the mission to serve coffee and culture to people who love America. As a veteran-owned company, Black Rifle Coffee Company delivers on that promise by developing explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as members of the military, and they're committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. When you join the coffee club, you select your perfect roast, how much coffee you want, and how often you want it delivered, and it's all shipped right to your door for free. Not only do you save a trip to the store, but you also receive special discounted pricing. You gain access to exclusive products and partner brand discounts. Not sure what roast is best for you? Take the Black Rifle Coffee Quiz and get matched to the perfect coffee roast and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee. Black Rifle Coffee. Which is leader, leader, members of your own caucus, Lisa Slotkin and Abigail Spanberger, they're, they're in tough districts. I know they're yeah. in tough fights. But they're talking about generational change because all the leadership being over 80, you know, yeah. the president is, is, you know, also, yeah. if reelected, going to be in that category. So let's talk about what Lisa Slotkin said on Meet the Press. I want to play that for you. I have been very vocal, including with my own leadership in the House, that we need a new generation. We need new blood, period, across the Democratic Party, in the House, the Senate, and the White House. I, I, I think that the country has been saying that. So what do you say to your own caucus, to these young members? They're you know, obviously in tough fights, but they want to see the change. I say just win, baby. Just win. Oh, if that's just what win. you have to say to win, fine. So that's Nancy Pelosi being asked by Andrea Mitchell on MSNBC about, you know, what is what is she? You have her members of as you know, members of her own caucus saying she should step down as speaker. Pelosi says just win. If that's what you have to say to win, fine. Hmm. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. Top of our third hour. Do you remember? The people who complained, the whined about me, including some of the weak people on the right who are the reason we lose all the time, uh, who complained about me saying that we just need to win. And they were parroting what Democrats were saying who said it first. Oh, she just wants to win. And this is different from what I said. How? It's It's the same thing. You absolute frauds. It's the same thing. Hmm. I love being more logically consistent than the people who've criticized me. They come and go and I remain. Same thing. But see, it's only bad when Republicans say it. It's okay when Democrats say it. It's only bad when it's only being honest about wanting to win is only okay when Democrats do it because they don't understand This isn't about anything other than controlling the floor. You can try to make it about whatever you want to make it about. You can try to be grandiose. You can try to say it's about this and this and oh. The reality is it's about controlling the floor. That's it. Everything that you claim to want to do is only possible when you control the floor. When you win the race and you win enough races and you win enough seats then you win control of the floor. Very fascinating. And there are some people on the right 
who like to, and they've always looked down on me because I didn't go to their Ivy League schools and I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. The same people who have looked down on me because I got my start in the streets, literally, I got my start, uh, I mean, just grassroots organization. Oh, but we didn't go to the school for pundits and we didn't intern on K Street. Uh, we weren't part of the right sororities and fraternities and all this other stuff. Wah, wah, wah. And look, it's because of those people who came up like I did that Republicans still have any hold on any kind of power at all. It's the only reason you got the last president that you had. But these same people were the ones who looked down on me and just decided to dogpile. La- just what, a week ago, two weeks ago, when I said, yes, the whole point is about winning. You have to win the Senate. Oh, my gosh. Can you believe that? See, what does it mean to gain the whole world but lose your soul, said one disingenuous, false, pious person. I can't stand that. I really hate it when I see modern day Pharisees twist words like that to, to try to promote themselves as being more pious than everyone else. Therefore, you should listen to them. I mean, I'm honest. They're not. What's, this, is, this is a Senate race. It's a, it, they're congressional races. They're Senate races. This is the whole entire point. You run and you win a seat. You can try to project onto it whatever flight of fancy you desire, but the truth of the matter is that it is nothing more than a race to win a seat. That is the reality of it. I operate in reality. Now, after you win and you can control the floor, then can you demand I want this done. I want life protected. I want this. I want my rights protected. All of that. Then you can push for that. But you can't do it until you win the seat. Very simple. And that's the problem. It's too simple for most people who are too stupid to understand. Not you all, but you know who I'm talking about. It's the same thing, but it's okay when Democrats say it. Because Democrats are allowed to want things regardless of how they get them. But when you throw it back in their face, they don't know how to handle it. And they freak out. They freak out. And you have the pearl clutchers on the right. It's infuriating to see those people. I'm so tired of seeing it. Like, for instance, I've seen some of these Z-listers. I saw this guy. I don't even know who this guy. I'm not even going to name him. He's some guy who, uh, oh, it's a, what is his face? Matt Lewis. I don't even know who he is. He says, reminder, Trump destroyed an entire generation of conservative rising stars. It's this whole petty piece that gets into, uh, and it's, it's, it's basically a stand for Ben Sass is what it is. Ben Sass, he's leaving to become president of the University of Florida, and they go into these people. Oh, they were all, you know, et cetera, et cetera. A, a, a generation of rising conservative stars. They were ruined. No, I don't think so. And there was somebody else that re- responded to it and said, uh, the bigger story is how Trump destroyed an entire generation of political operatives. Almost every 20-something who came of age. I'm not giving this guy the 15 minutes that he desires by naming him. Uh, I'm just going to riff off his tweet. Almost every 20-something who came of age during his campaign thinks pettiness and immaturity is how politics and governing works. No, I don't think so. Now, some do. There are exceptions to every rule. But I'll have you note that these were the same people back in 2010, even before then, who were quiet. Do you know when the IRS was moving to 
go after people who are trying to create groups like the Richmond Tea Party or True the Vote down in Houston that was organizing to clean up voter rolls. There were dead people who were legitimately voting 10 years after they were dead. I'm not making this up. There are receipts galore. It's on the Internet. You had Democrats in Congress who were weaponizing these agencies. This has been going on for a long time. They went after them, made their lives hell. What about the John Doe raids in Wisconsin? Do you all remember those? Some of you probably never even heard of them. You should Google those. It was right around the time of the Scott Walker recall. You had a far left progressive DA who decided that they were going to go after the people who had helped Scott Walker in his recall effort. This laid the foundation for what was done in 2016. They raided people's homes in the middle of the night. There was, and the the families were gagged. They weren't allowed to talk about it. There was a major fight, and they finally, years later, had to admit wrongdoing. There was one father. His kids were ripped out of their beds and had guns pointed at their heads. This is all public information. Drug out in the yard in the middle of the night, and interestingly enough, to the glare of the lights, news cameras were there, tipped off. Where have we seen that before? What ended up happening... After that, it was the grassroots who stood up and fought back. We were tired of it, but we were told that we were lowbrow. I can't tell you how many times I've been told that, but I'm a brawler, though. I have no desire to be a statesman. I like what I do. I enjoy what I do. I know what I know, and if there's something I don't know, I will bring someone on to tell you about it. But these people who stay in their glass offices on K Street, these people who had a very meticulous upbringing, Tupperware fresh, who've never actually had to do the work for the shots that they call in their boardrooms, they don't get it. They didn't want to fight back. They didn't fight back on behalf of voters. It was the grassroots people who did. It was the grassroots people who publicized what was going on with John Doe raids. It was the grassroots people who publicized what was happening with the IRS and the Tea Party. It was the grassroots people who publicized what was happening with Elijah Cummings and all of the alphabet of the government agencies who were coming down on people who were simply doing their due diligence as free citizens and had every right to do. It was the grassroots who fought back. And the grassroots also fought back against the Republican establishment who thought we just have to keep mum and go along to get along. Well, people were tired. Tired of going along to get along because in the going along and the getting along people's livelihoods were being trampled underneath their reputations were being trampled underneath and interestingly enough a lot of the establishment used that as a way to control challenges and that's what they're reacting to still today they were upset because their apple cart of influence peddling was disrupted and upturned. It was entirely upended, and they're mad still. No, I think the pettiness and the immaturity is very clearly on display in the characters and the commentary of the people who were quiet, and they were happy enough to go along and get along with their bylines and their convention speech slots they were happy to go on the cruises for other quote-unquote thought leaders and their political ideology they were happy to rub shoulders at the cocktail parties and go to the galas with their gowns and tuxes 
those people because they didn't have to live in the world that they were opining on that everyone else lived in. And now they have the audacity to criticize the very people who did go out and make the change. The people who saved their control, their government in 2010 and who are going to do it again for midterms. They're mad more than anything because they themselves lost influence and they would rather sacrifice a secured future of the country at the altar of their own ego. That, if you want to have a discussion about pettiness and immaturity, is the perfect crystal clear picture precisely. Now, with that, as we've been discussing, I want to go to that New York Post piece real quick. <laughs> I can't even believe this is an actual story, and but it is. So, Kane, air pollution. New York Post in this study says air pollution is making women fat. Exposure to air pollution is tied to higher body fat and fat proportion. Lower lean mass, it's specifically for middle-aged women in their late 40s and early 50s. They said that uh, the data comes from a number of 1,654 white, black, Chinese, and Japanese women whose median age was 50. They were tracked for eight years from 2000 to 2008. Um, they used their residential air addresses to measure air pollution. Uh, exercise and physical activity acted as a deterrent to the effects of their findings. Um, are, are there, is their air made of pizza? I don't know. That's, I just, I am made of remarks on this. It could also be that they are just, they're, they're, they need to be more calorie deficient if they're not burning enough calories because they're not doing enough activity. There's also that. Oh my gosh. I had to share that with you. It's too, it's, it was too nutty. Today in Dumb Studies. The mainstream media shies away from the simple questions with hard answers that we all need to hear. I'm Byron York from The Byron York Show. Every day on the No Chit Chat podcast, I bring you the reality of what's going on in our government and around the country with no extra fluff. In my latest episodes, I lay out the blunt facts of what's going on in the District of Columbia, the way the media is misleading the public, and plans that political parties are making. Concise, comprehensible news is what America needs and deserves. I'm here to deliver. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So calls are growing for Bubba Wallace to be suspended and face potential charges after for his violent attack after a crash. So what it ended up happening uh, in at the Vegas Motor Speedway. So Wallace won stage one. He was next to Kyle Larson. Larson attempted a three-wide pass. Larson moved up the track, and his car had just tapped Wallace's car. And that caused Wallace's car to brush up against the wall. And then when that happened, he bounced it back into Larson's car and then tracked Larson's car down the track, slammed into the rear of it, and it made both cars spin out. So reports were saying that the Wallace's move to spin out Larson's car looked intentional, which means NASCAR could penalize him if they think that his actions were deliberate. And then they, I mean, it, the, and some of the video of it is really interesting. So they, 
I don't know. There's going to be, there's, some people were saying that Wallace's hostility towards like some of the media after it, he said, they said that his actions are dragging the sport racing down. I don't know. But he's, he's, they said he has a questionable safety record. And then afterwards he tried to get out and fight him. Apparently. Like try to get out and go at him. If you did it though, why are you fighting him? Good heavens. So questions on that. Uh, Also, BTS is going to be serving, apparently, they're undertaking their their South Korean, their required South Korean military service. The members of iconic K-pop boy band BTS are stepping away from their best-selling career to undertake their compulsory South Korean military service. It's two years, right? So they said that they were given a few extra years before having to take part because usually the ages, you have, when you're 18, that's when you're supposed to go in. They said they were they were permitted to postpone their service until they turned 30. Uh, so the oldest member, 29, is going to prepare for his service in November. The six other ones are going to follow through. So, yeah, they are a lot older than they look. Like, a lot older than they look. Stay with us. we got more to come after this. Politics, pop culture, and whatever else gets canceled, tossed in a blender, paid for by sponsored hate mail. It's The Dana Show. Dealing with actual crimes, those eight uh, homicides, and we're dealing with the perception of fear that people are feeling. That's the combination. And I must deal with that perception and the actual crime. We can't get away from the fact we have 3.5 million people using our subway system. We, We have to be honest about that. And those average of six crimes a day is not giving the impression that our system is out of control. The perception of crime is out of control is what... Eric Adams is saying about New York City and the crime rate. Oh, boy. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. Uh, bottom of our third hour. It's the perception. You know the woman who had her bat, her head bashed in on the subway? 49 years old. She was uh, on a subway platform in Harlem. This is just earlier this month. And she had, it was, uh, had her head just bashed in. She was hit in the head by somebody with an unknown object. And she had a cut on the back of her head. That, but that was just her perception. You know, it didn't really happen. It's just the perception. Or what about the woman who, um, a little back further than that, just using some examples, because, I mean, there's examples every single day. What about the woman, the 37-year-old, who was attacked by a trio of people who brutally beat her Uh, kicking her in the face and breaking her jaw. That was just her perception, I guess, right? I mean, that wasn't really. What about the woman who was stabbed in the back in Brooklyn Uh, through no fault of her own? She was in her 30s. She was, uh, it was a 9.20 a.m. And she was attacked by another woman with a sharp instrument, stabbed in the back. She had to be taken to the hospital. Just her perception, right? Or, you know, remember the uh, subway, the neon green clad women who attacked a bunch of subway riders? Uh, remember that? Including, uh, they, they were wearing full body neon green leotards and they punched and tossed around two 19-year-olds on the subway and robbed them. Uh, that's just their perception of the crime, I guess, huh? I mean, I guess that's just perception. Or the elderly woman that got knocked unconscious in broad daylight and her backpack stolen. I guess that that was just her. That was just her perception, right? Another another uh, uh, man, he was uh, beaten, almost beaten to death, a subway station. That's just his, his perception. Or what about the woman last month who was attacked? And uh, she almost uh, lost, actually, I think she did, ended up losing her eye. 33-year-old Elizabeth Gnomes 
was dragged across the Howard Beach JFK Airport station and she was kicked and punched in the face. I mean, and apparently the guy was out. He was already in trouble previously and then he was able to, he, she's probably going to lose her eye. That's just her perception though. That's what, that's what he's saying. That's just her perception. Not really a lot of crime. Don't believe your, your lying eye lady. Can't say eyes because she was attacked and she might lose it. But, you know, it's just her perception. According to Eric Adams. What happened to him? He ran a campaign where he sounded somewhat sensible and now he just got, he went totally loony. You got, a, you got an idea, Kane? What's that? I think he took a page from Pelosi's suggestions where you just say whatever you need to win because mm. that's fine. Say whatever you need to win. That happens a lot. Like, for instance, this article just came out. John Fetterman is really mad that you all keep bringing up that time that he ran down a random black jogger with his shotgun and held the innocent man at gunpoint all because Fetterman heard fireworks. I mean, how dare you all do that? Fetterman says that his political opponents, quote, weaponized it. Listen to what he says. He says, we can all agree that was a decision, a split second decision in the face of gunfire, making sure the community is protected in the face of gunfire from where he heard someone lighting off uh, bottle rockets in a parking lot. He wasn't in the face of gunfire. He's a he's a lazy racist who ran down the first black man that he saw and held him at gunpoint. There was no gunfire face of gunfire and he's talking to dave weigel who's the the greasy reporter who's super partisan and weigel doesn't even he doesn't even follow up and ask him what do you mean in the face of gunfire there was no gunfire you were in the face of gunfire he doesn't even follow up and ask him about that ridiculous Fun fact, um, Dave Weigel used to talk a lot of smack about me, and then he accidentally ran into me at CPAC, and I asked him if he called him out, and he could not get further. He could not get further away. That's how they all are in the face of gunfire. How do you not follow up with something like that? These people are trash. The reporters are trash. John Fetterman's just a racist. Oh, but he, how dare you, ableist? So he's a, he's, he's, he's that, so he just is. Whether or not he had a, he was a racist before he had a stroke. Good heavens. We have video that we can't play. My friend Sarah Gonzalez went to a, uh, it's in Plano, Plano, Texas. A drag, all ages drag brunch. Can I just stop for there, before I even get into this nasty, we can't play it because it is so bad. It is that bad. And there are kids there, little bitty kids, watching and hearing all of it. When did adults decide to do all age drag and think that that's, hey, let's take kids to an adult event? I don't care what adults want to do. They can even go watch Green Day. I mean, it's the same thing. You know, just, you know, they're dressing up as punk punk rockers, as punk musicians, the punk aesthetic. When did they decide, though, to make this, a, like, this is the hill that we're going to die on, is we're going to take kids to drag shows. <laughs> Who decided that this was going to be the thing? Because at this event, it was at, um, 
ebb and flow. It shops at Legacy. Sounds like a South, sounds like a South Park skit. And I can't even, I cannot even say what they were saying. It is, it is so bad. It is, um, let me give you an idea. Uh, a performer, the drag performer is talking about uh, his non-existent female copulatory organ using language I would totally be fine for saying on air. And he repeats it over and over and over again and then says some other things. And there are little kids legit right in the background watching. And he is dancing and thrusting his pelvis and all of this stuff. And apparently it gets, yeah, lifting a skirt up. And it gets even worse than that. Why is that a thing? Why is it that the, oh no, we're going to have drag, drag queen brunch, drag brunch. And then you have a male performer screaming this stuff. Like saying, oh my gosh, it's like so, I wouldn't even, oh man. This is, how is this, where's the eye bleach? I didn't watch that. I, I, there are, there's a, there's a transcript. I'm not, I'm not watching this dude sing this. And there are some adults there who are in the background and they are clearly uncomfortable. Why didn't, and apparently one of the little girls is with the women. Why didn't they just grab that girl and get out? I mean, there, you had to purchase tickets to go to the event. So people knew what they were doing. This wasn't like surprise drag queen. You, it was advertised as it. They had ads made up to advertise it and you had to purchase a ticket to go to it. So how, oh man, I, that's nasty. How is that not abusive? How is that not? I mean, didn't people, oh my gosh, it's a little kid that's just sitting there. There are kids there watching this and you can tell the adults I guess, it, like I said, whom the kids are with, they are just uncomfortable. I would have just, for, oh my gosh, I have no words. Why are people taking their kids to this? Why is this the hill that the left has to, that they are demanding? Nope, nope, we need to be able to talk about in very crass terms our copulatory organs and lift up our skirts and uh, show people them uh, at an all-ages drag brunch. It's so bad. I can't even, how is this worse? How does, oh man, why am I even asking that? How does it get worse though? That, how old do you think that kid is, Kane? That little girl in the background? Because there's other kids there, but the one that's the youngest, I'd four? I'd say three or four. Oh man. I mean, four at the oldest. That's so bad. It's so bad. I am without words. I don't know why that's a thing that the left insists on doing. It does, now you can see why people call them groomers. What do you what do you expect to be called when you insist that kids go to this kind of stuff? What do you what do you expect to be called when you insist that kids include in their public school library, as was a friend of mine whose kid found a book about uh, I'm just gonna say about strap ons and oral sex in their junior high library in graphic terms with illustrations. I mean, that's parents have have choices and they have a responsibility to their kids you don't have a right to someone's kid 
Good heavens. Remember, you had your right to choose. <laughs> Golly, I, I, where's the sweet meteor of death? Just go ahead. Just bring the sweet meteor of death in. Go on. Go on. Just have it. Uh, I have uh, more here as well, and uh, including uh, some of the, there's some audio from uh, Herschel Walker. Ooh, and I have this too. This is, uh, let me play this real quick. This is audio somebody ate. Because some of the, I don't know if you've been paying attention to some of these headlines as it pertains to crime, but it's really, there. It's none of this is good. There is, uh, in Minneapolis, they're sending social workers out on 911 mental health crisis calls. And this is after they stripped over a million dollars from their police budget. Since that time, uh, their murder rate has doubled. Their murder rate has doubled. And it's now they're having to send out these social workers and calls. Now, this is something that's not limited to just this particular city. We see it everywhere. And in the Senate race between Ron Johnson and Mandela Barnes in Wisconsin, this was this audio. I want you to listen to this audio. This audio was given by the Democrat candidate for Senate Mandela Barnes to Russia Today. That's what RT stands for. I don't do any, anything with RT because it's Russia Today. It's founded and funded by the Kremlin. Everything's directed by the Kremlin. He was bashing the police after cops in Dallas were ambushed. Everybody remembers that horrible evening. Listen to this. No, I won't say this is growing momentum. I mean, these are two things that you know happen to happen at the same Two very tragic instances. And again, uh, what the problem is, these police, uh, these police uh, districts, these police um, in, uh, officers across the country, they haven't reformed their patterns and practices. And that's the, that's the scary part about it, because when they see that nothing is going to happen, when if anybody could get away with something, you're going to do it. And that's what's happening all the time. These police officers are over exercising their badges and they are going all out of the way. And it's, it's a very unfortunate set of circumstances. So his appearance was and his response was into the Dallas massacre. And there is no way that you can, I mean, you had five officers murdered. I was actually supposed to be downtown that night uh, going, I was going to be on Megan Kelly's show. She was still at Fox and that's when all of this, uh, and I ended up uh, getting bumped and um, then all this happened. And I was glad I didn't go down there because uh, it did, all this popped off. Five officers were murdered and he go and he talks to Russia today over exercising their badges and you wonder why no one wants to serve as a police officer you wonder why there's such a problem with recruitment and he's been one of the loudest voices in defunding so how's that going for you i that's despicable we have more to come we have today in stupidity on the way as well you don't want to miss Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Who exactly thinks the president is doing a good job on inflation? Because we've got a new poll that finds he receives his lowest job ratings on inflation. Net negative 
38 points. We understand that there are challenges that are uh, in front of us here in this country. That is why the president has taken action to lower costs. Think about gas prices. You think about health care, uh, health care uh, premiums. You think about Medicare again beating special interests so that we can lower costs so Medicare can actually be able to lower costs for senior citizens. When you think about all of these steps that he has taken to make sure that that is happening, Republicans, Republicans in Congress refuse. They refuse to be partners with us on this. They refuse to help us. You think about the American Rescue Plan that has helped create an economy that is indeed resilient, and that created that. jobs. They I'm refuse to help. That's um doesn't make any sense. I mean, in fact, what you're going to see is healthcare become even more expensive after their inflation climate act thing. Mm-hmm. You know what's weird is that the president goes out there and tries to blame Republicans for inflation, yet Corinne Jean-Pierre just admitted the Republicans had nothing to do with the uh, American Rescue Plan, which has been blamed for the inflation we're currently experiencing. Mm-hmm. So how can you... Our media is garbage. You can't have it both ways. No, you can't have it both ways. That's, it, doesn't, it doesn't work that way. And if it's... And when it comes to gas prices, if they increased and it was all Putin's fault, then how is he taking the credit for the deep? Well, it's back up again. It only went down like a dollar and now it's back up. So how is he now taking credit for that? Is that, I mean, if it was Putin's problem, then why wouldn't I? I'm just, you know, I'm just asking. I'm just curious. Doesn't make any sense. No. All right. So uh, folks, uh, make sure you sign up for the newsletter chapter and verse over at Substack, all kinds of good things that I send out daily, and uh, as well as uh, find us on Facebook and YouTube because we have all of our past guest interviews up there as well that uh, are archived, and you can go like and subscribe, all that good stuff. Today in stupidity. I was going to take this to come in with, but Kane said I'd steal it from him. Our president of the United States. Now, they put a teleprompter in front of him every time to, you know, minimize the mistakes but instead he did this instead of reportfraud.ftc.gov this is what he said if you get any questionable calls please tell us by going to report fraud report fraud dotftc.gov okay not it he tried okay he tried yeah it was a good effort yeah he good yeah, effort he tried mm, that does it no, no, there you go oh heaven help us all folks that does it for us today make sure you tune in tomorrow same bad time same bat channel and until then have a great night back behind the mic with you tomorrow